Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Seth. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> um, Forrest is at home dealing with multiple nails in his tire and stuff. Which so. I put there. Uh, good. Clever. <laughs> if he listened to this. He'll know. He'll know. Um, so uh let's force a car as part of the tomb universe by the way Mm, i believe it um since it's incapacitated right now it's maybe in a tomb uh we are the podcast that is also very excited that it was revealed that the vampire lady is nine foot six that's in fact our new tagline (laughs) suplex of sticks the podcast where we are, I can't, re- I can't remember you Happy said. that the vampire lady no, is excited. Oh, excited. excited. Yeah. That actually rhymes. That's good. <laughs> Suplex of Sticks is excited that the vampire lady is nine foot six. It comes around. Yeah, it's not, I, not what I would call a rhyme. It's, you know. It doesn't, it's not like Star Wars. <laughs> right. I don't know. Star, Star Wars doesn't rhyme. That's but that's that George Lucas quote about Star Wars. Really? Yeah, he said it's like poetry. It rhymes, and everyone mm. thought it was stupid. You know, George Lucas also has another quote that makes me mad. That he think, and this is a deep cut, possibly. Um, but do you know who Plo Koon is? No, no. Well, you could actually play as him in one of the Star Wars games back in the day. Um, but he's, he's the Jedi master with the mask and he's got like an orange head. Um, mm. and he said only people with a diseased mind would like Plo Koon. And I always loved Plo Koon. Well, that's because you have brain worms. Brain, <laughs> brain worms. Yes. Which I put there. Mm. After I put the nails. That's, uh, I have no idea who that is. Oh, here's the Jedi master. Okay. One of them. I don't know who it is though. So... All right, let's Star Wars is not games. part of the Tomb Universe, so no, 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 I'm not, not aware of the things that happen in it. Um, Outside of that, it rhymes. Like poetry. So, Seth, I want to let you know that I potentially, today, saved myself upwards of 130 to $140. Because I have PlayStation Plus, and I was able to download Destruction All-Stars. Oh, yeah. And I also played the Balan Wonder World demo. Yeah. Both of those things, not very good. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the Balan Wonderworld demo, I've been reading that it's not great. If there's a button you can think of pressing, guess what it does? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It jumps. X, jump. Circle, jump. Everything except for R1 and L1 is jump. Well, you know, maybe they're just going back to the roots of video gaming and taking inspiration from the original Strand game, Mario. (laughs) The original Strand game. Oh, no. Great. Just, (laughs) no. He's Jumpman. So that's what this game is, it seems. It's like, it's, it's 3D Jumpman. Apparently, it's supposed to be like a Sonic type game, 
or no like, it's just the... it's just made by the people who made sonic mm. it's not supposed to be a sonic type game it's got that one hat guy has a sonic type design even though it's more also, in line with knights so his name is balan balan don't know it's one of those they call him it let me tell you a the game has some slightly kingdom hearts style music in the menu like the little plucking mm-hmm. notes yeah and then right when you open this game so they have you pick a character model the 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 demo by the way in case you haven't played it um i mean kind of do it. it's a weird fever dream of a game um the demo makes you pick a character at the beginning and there's like six variations of boys and six variations of girls and then it goes into this cutscene of this boy mm-hmm. or, or girl, the character you choose, walking around. Mm-hmm. And in reflections and puddles, and also in you're walking around at nighttime and daytime, there's a girl version of the character you picked, or the opposite gender of the character you picked, doing the same thing you're doing. Right. And then when you meet Balan... In reflect, he has this little jewel that he spins around, and it shows both the boy and girl version. Right. So there's some story happening there where this very uh, yeah, I don't know opaque. what right. Don't know what they're saying there, um, because it's, it's not also even, it's also a very Kingdom Hearts thing to do. I know, but it's not even like another hairstyle. Like it's the same hair color, right? Same, it's the exact opposite. It's just character the, model, the girl version, um. <laughs> And then Balan kicks off into what I can only describe as a friend like me situation with from Genie and Aladdin, mm-hmm. where he as like, we all know the famous movie Genie and Aladdin, right? From Aladdin, where he like duplicates himself and is doing dance moves yeah. and singing along to this little song and making a bunch of magical stuff happen. Yeah, the music is very reminiscent of Friend Like Me. Interesting. It's very weird. Um, and then. It t- throws you into the game, and there's a lot of little. Um, what were those things in Sonic? Chows? Rings. Chaos? Cha- chows? Chows? Yeah. Chows. Uh, also, so there's, there's a lot of rings in Sonic. Yes. There's little chows that follow you around. That's Those are very reminiscent of chows. Little fuzzball things. And then you, like, it's just some very generic platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, you get different suits, so that's sort of Mega Manny. Like you, you get a spinning suit that lets you break blocks, uh, and you get another suit that lets you do a float jump. Everything once again is based around jump. There's not a hit. Like you, your spinning jump break, so you have to jump into blocks to break them. It doesn't give you a punch. Mm. Um, much like Mario. <laughs> much like Mario, uh, and the world also reveals itself to you. Sort of like Animal Crossing, that were one of the older Animal Crossings where like stuff in the distance would curve towards you. Yeah. Like when you're running towards stuff, it like slowly curve reveals itself like a pop up book kind of. It's it's very strange and it's kind of disorienting and I don't know how to feel about it. Um. So yeah. Well, it seems like you feel not great about it. No, I I would love to meet someone that likes this game. Or the demo. Because um, the, the jumping doesn't even feel good. Like, yeah. it's not very clean. Well, it is a 
It's a it's demo. It's a demo. So who even knows when this game's coming out? Right. I would love to... I'm going to look it up. Um, I also played through the uh, tutorial of Destruction All-Stars, and this game comes out at the end of March. Uh, it's. I have a feeling it's... Oh, so this oh, is mostly this the is final it. product. <laughs> this, oh, no. That's too bad. I did not... I was hoping summer or something okay well square enix you did it uh really cool looking character and balan and yeah. then the rest of it's it's a shame yeah it's i mean they nailed his character design for oh, sure and the person like when you're interacting with him in the world it's cool but uh yeah it's largely disappointing it's too bad he's not the main character. character that you right. play as probably should be yeah i mean i mean there's a thought <laughs> uh, design a cool character don't then i'm pretty sure we talked about this when it was revealed that yeah the, the characters are just these bland humans mm. it's a shame yeah too bad and then the destruction all stars the game it's fine um, I'm glad I didn't spend seventy dollars on it when the console launched, um, and I'm glad I got it for free on PlayStation Plus. So that's about where I landed on it. It's not Twisted Metal Overwatch because um, there's no guns on the cars. Yeah, I told you it's not what it was gonna be. There you slam and like you don't even the goal isn't even to destroy other people. You just have to hit other cars and then like bank those points and stuff. It's very strange. Um, yeah, not, not super into it. And I don't know how much life it's going to have. Um, you know, these, these first party multiplayer experiences, I don't know if that's going to be a thing that really works out, um, for some of them because bleeding edge died. Um, yeah. Like, and, and that was on game pass. Right. So like, and I'm not saying like first party multiplayer experience, like halo, like Halo's different. Um that's an established franchise. But like these first party when you're trying to capture the lightning in a bottle of a hero shooter type thing, you've really got to come at it strong and have a good setup and cuz it's so easy to bounce off of that stuff to go for more established franchises. Right. So we'll see how this works. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Like Certainly, I think that the fact that it's not... I think a lot of that the traction for those games comes on PC, probably. And so... And the fact that they're just available on other consoles means yeah. that there's just more people to get into it. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird that... And again, I think a lot of it is the gameplay, too. Because, yeah. like, that's the thing... Um, that's why Fortnite became huge. Why Apex launched and was able to kind of carve out its own niche in the battle royale space um and why warzone was able to also like they they all have and these neither of these games are battle royales but they are these kind of um specifically multiplayer focused games that have like and i guess you could you could throw overwatch as kind of the the model that these types of games are working on um that was also a game that, like, it came out, the demo that it put out immediately, like, it felt really good to play, and um, Bleeding Edge 
didn't really have that, and it didn't seem like Destruction All Stars really has that. Famously, you got Overwatch for free. I did. It was great. <laughs> Kickstarted or uh, yeah. crowdfunded yeah, Seth did. getting Overwatch for his birthday. Um, but yeah, it's. I still have that. It's oh really? Yeah. Just like I can't bring myself to get rid of it. It's. I never play it. Man, um, there's this larger conversation out there that, um, I mean, we can kind of like loosely have now, but um, Overwatch and other games like that, I feel really are hurt by cross progression stuff, and it's really frustrating. Um, because I would play Overwatch more if I could have my skins be on all the consoles I have Overwatch on, but you know. Yeah, it's, and I, I think don't. that it goes, it kind of, as it goes against their business model, but it would be really nice to be able to pop out whatever, like, gaming device you want to and be able to play the game with whoever is on at that t- given time. And that that would lead to larger audience bases <laughs> to tie it back to these, pers- these you know, single console or single brand well, I multiplayer don't, I don't know that it would, I don't know that it would make, like, a larger audience because it's like the same audience still but you would actually be able to like move between the different things that you have um i don't know it's 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 annoying because it's not it it seems as simple as flipping a switch like they did with cross-platform play yeah um but it is doing it would be cutting out a potential revenue stream and so like nah too they'll say it's too complex or whatever yeah um that all ties into you know the other thing i've played was apex right um i was trying to lead a natural progression there to yeah because i'm passionate about apex again but i really only want to play with my friends right so like last night you were playing with a full party and i was just like i it's not worth it um because you i was in the same party with you i got very mad two games in a row (laughs) and then quit and then i was just like i can't like my teammates are bad i'd rather just play persona 5 right now um and that's coming to well we'll talk about that later but you know that's coming to switch but then i was talking to chris yesterday um happy birthday chris he listens to the show um happy birthday and we got talking about, he's like, well, how are you going to play Apex on Switch with cross-progression stuff? And I'm like, gosh, shut up. I know. Yeah. I, I'm not, I want to spend all that. But, like, you could still play potentially cross-platform with other people, but it would be a, whole, a brand new account starting at, at, at zero. square one with none of the stuff. And it's just like, uh, I'd rather just play on my account where I have everything. So you also are playing Apex, Seth. Um, yeah. How have you felt about the the game? The I mean, it's we're at the new map, new season. Yeah. So season eight just started. Um, I played a couple matches last night. Uh, really enjoy the new character. Um, despite David expecting that it was going to be a, a carbon copy of uh, Bangalore, he actually provides some different stuff that he can do. That's good. I haven't got to play as him long enough in a match <laughs> to get to experience that. Yeah, and it's super nice to be back on the original map that the game... Like, it's not the exact same map, but everything is at least have a, has a, 
level of familiarity that the other two maps don't really have. Um, so yeah, it's fun. I'm, 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 I'm excited for more playing. The map is good. We're we're back to the original map. Yeah, and there's some new spots. Um, the downed plane or helicopter. Yeah, they like they they revamped a bunch of different spots, and they actually added like they expanded the map to to allow for new spaces, um, which is cool. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's Apex. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and basically everything is the same as it was back then, just with a few different weapons and. Um, tweaks to characters and new characters and stuff. So that's not a. I want to talk about the lore map for a little bit. Okay. For a second, because the trailer for so they do these lore trailers for the beginning of the new season. Did you right. watch that? Yeah. A lot of people died. Like this helicarrier well, starts shooting people okay, so in the crowd. The weird thing about that trailer, it's got these <laughs> this this it's this huge ship that has these gigantic guns and it starts shooting at the crowd, but. The explosions are actually really tiny. Right, but they're still hitting I, people. I'm sure that there we're, were there we're, were casualties, but it seemed like the majority a of them show in a mass grave. Like that's what Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's I'm watching true. that trailer and I'm like this is dark. Like these people are dying. Well, look. We there's it's not really clear how in the world of Apex like right. how there are multiples of all of these people. It is ostensibly a reality show, but there's always multiples of the same people, and they just die all the time. So yeah. maybe there's just technology to bring people back to life. I don't know. It certainly doesn't seem like that, because there are also in the lore a bunch of people who have been murdered and are, are like the... <laughs> the parental figures and yeah, stuff like and, that. Yeah, and they're like the kind of motivations behind characters. So I don't. it's, it's really unclear. Um, I actually watch... It's funny you bring this up. I watched this lore video... <laughs> about Apex earlier today. Um, that was, I guess there was a cinematic that they released the last time they had a collection event, and it was about Pathfinder. And this this video was kind of explaining how it fits into the overall lore and what the stuff, I mean, and I was like, I don't know, recall any of this. So, and it's also because I haven't been playing. Um, and a lot of this they've been building out in the kind of in-season, um, like, story quest things that you can do where you get the yeah. treasure boxes and you can unlock these kind of comic pages that give backstory on characters. Um, and it's actually... The, it, watching this video, I was really intrigued because, like, Tidefall had a really cool story. It's the same people who made it. And it's the same world with um, a growing cast of characters who were also in titanfall that are appearing like in the background of apex legends and i wonder um if there will ever be plans for a not necessarily titanfall like style game but like a kind of narr like a, a narrative that can exist sort of all behind this world with maybe like a character that isn't in the game but is involved in uh the machinations of of who, the stuff going on behind the scenes um to maybe kind of sate that desire that that people have for a new titanfall yeah because there is a there is a lot of intriguing stuff that they have um decided to write in and it clear and it's clear that they do have like 
an actual long arc that they're trying to tell. I wall ran in Destruction All-Stars, and I just instantly was like, I just wish this was Titanfall instead. It was rough. Well, look, it's on Game Pass. You could always just play it again. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I might do that. I don't I don't need to, but I will. Yeah. Um it's one thing I'll say is that it's amazing how the gameplay of Apex evokes the gameplay of Titanfall, but when you go back to play it, it's actually very different. Yeah. I I did cuz it there was a sale a while ago where it was like the ultimate edition of Titanfall yeah. for 12 bucks and I got it. Um, yeah, I I got it a while back as well. It's it's fun to still sometimes just pop in the multiplayer and people still play it. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's a great, great game. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing, Seth? Um, outside besides of, Apex. yeah, besides Apex, I have, um, I've been playing Cyber Shadow, which Forrest talked a little bit about last week. Um, I don't, I. I don't know how far I am compared to like what he was talking about last week, um, so I'll probably wait for him to be back before we talk about it more. But I can say that I completely understand his the the his his frustration with the butterflies in that game mm. because I I did get that get to that level and I was like oh yeah I I get it I understand because <laughs> they are really annoying, um, but so far it's a it's a fun game. Um, it, it's got a really nice, like, it really feels like kind of a retro game. Um, and I will say that, uh, counter to what Forrest said, I actually think that the checkpointing system in that game is, is pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, it definitely can be really frustrating at times when you get to, like, the end of a room and die and, and you have to, and you get shot back, like, what feels like too far, but, um... I think it's just kind of because of the feel of gameplay that sometimes you have to sort of slow down to be more careful in in certain areas. But I think the I actually think the checkpointing is is pretty pretty well implemented in that game. Yeah, it's a so far it's pretty fun. That that's a game also that I don't know if you read this. The creator of it it was a game that's created by like one guy. Yeah, and he basically created this entire like lore bible for it. Um, like this huge backstory and all these characters and stuff. And he said that there's like 25% of the story that he wrote to build out this world is in the game. Um, it's like the people that made Hollow Knight. Yeah. The, they, man, yeah. You but, read interviews with them and it's... And so what I have played, it seems like you are, it's, there's just like this narrative of the character shadow that you're, that you're playing as. Like that's all the, the game is really following and you will learn stuff about like the stuff he's connected to but you can tell that in the background there's a whole lot more that is going on um so it's so that that i, I really wish that i could uh get get my hands on on that and, and see all the crazy stuff that he put that he put in there um so the other game that i have been working my way through is uh the medium Hmm. The first next generation Xbox exclusive. So like Series S and Series X. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um ironically, I am not able to at currently play it on my 
4K TV, and so I can't actually take advantage of those capabilities that it would offer. Well, it's still, uh, but it's still, it's still a better look looking. Yeah, yeah, it's still a good looking game. Um, so this is, I forget who the. It's Blooper. Blooper. Blue. Blooper. The hold on, let me Google this. It's. It's the same people Bloober, that made yeah. Blair Witch. It is Bloober. Ah, oh, yes, Blair Witch, a game that I famously never played. Um, <laughs> the inspiration to us playing Resident Evil 7 as a team. Yeah, this is a, you know, it's, I'm probably about, I don't know, four or five hours into it. Um, I'm not really sure how long this game is. It's, so I don't have, I don't have, like, any kind of background knowledge of the type of games this uh developer makes so I, I really did not know what to expect coming into it um and i also through much of the beginning i didn't really know what the game was and i still don't really have a i i mean i know what it is it's the reason i feel that is because the game is much more like the actual it being a game is just sort of like a vehicle for it to tell this kind of story. Mm, so okay. I wouldn't go as so far as to call it a walking simulator. Um, it's a strand type game. Well, <laughs> no, it's not a strand type game because there's no carrying things. But there's like some mild puzzling in there. Um, it it's like it's just kind of like a horror adventure game. Um, David has done something bad apparently. No, we're fine. <laughs> um, and you play this. You play this woman, Marianne, who it, it's at the beginning. It is my wife. No, <laughs> um, very different actually. This this Marianne uh, grew up as an orphan in a funeral home. Mm, much um, different. And she, like, you learn at the very beginning that she, from I guess from birth, she had this ability to kind of. She perceives both the human world and, like, the spirit world, like, simultaneously. Like, she is aware of both of them. And so she can basically communicate with dead people. Um, the way it mm. is shown in the game is they're kind of... Anytime you see the spirit world, it's kind of gross because it's all, like, covered in flesh. And, and it's... it's, it's uh, The visuals are unsettling. But the... Look, Maybe like, you don't want to play it in 4K. When you <laughs> see, like, the characters, they're all, um, they kind of have, they have mostly complete bodies, but parts of them are sort of turned into these, like, little spindles. Um, it's it's hard to explain, like, the, the way, but, like, parts of their body come become, like, hollow, um, and their faces are all replaced by, like, porcelain masks. Ooh, that's unsettling. Um, yeah. It's, and so you have the, Marion has the ability to like, like communicate and allow these people to sort of pass on. Um, it's just these, you, you start out the, the, the beginning of the game by um, like you're returning home because your foster dad died and you're going to kind of like prepare him for his funeral or whatever um, and then kind of send him off into the great beyond um and you are then contacted by this person named Thomas who says that he knows why Marion has his power and to come meet him at this place called Neva um which is where like the actual game takes place and Neva is this uh socialist workers resort 
um, that is okay. no longer uh, functioning. There's this, um, you get some narration about how it this thing went on, and then all of a sudden, people stopped going, um, and it just sort of shut down. So there's this rumor about this massacre that happened there. Uh, and you get there, and it's like this dilapidated building that's uh, crumbling, and, and it's very unsettling. And so this the game is kind of you exploring this place and trying to find this guy Thomas to figure out what he wants to tell you and what and, and what's the story of this place and eventually it turns out like it seems to be that Marianne the character is connected to this place in ways that she was not aware of mm. um so it's it's the i guess the the kind of i it's it's not a, i guess the most interesting mechanic that they have is this idea that there are times when um Marianne normally you are moving through it and it's the and it's the normal human world and then there are times when you are experiencing both the human world and the spirit world and so it does this by the game goes into like split screen and you have two character models who are in each of the worlds that you're moving at the same time. Um, and so this that's where some of the puzzling, well, most of the puzzling is done through this. Now, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. When you're controlling two of the same person, are you only doing that with one stick and you're just seeing it in both worlds? Yeah, so it's... Or are the, you doing the like world, two sticks? No, the world is... It's basically it's the same world. You're just now seeing two versions of it that are side by side, and you're still controlling the one character who is moving through them. Um, there is some like there are some like minor differences, um, and so like if a if a ghost character will go up a, a a flight of stairs that there aren't any stairs in the real world, like you're kind of you have to then find a way to get around. Um, there is an ability like that Marianne can do where she has an out-of-body experience hmm. that she can move her spirit self like beyond where her, her her actual body is. But the longer you do that, like your spirit will begin to fade away. And so you you have a limited time that you can do that to go do what you need. But um in the times that it's they've used it, there's never actually been really any danger. So it's more of just like a kind of visual effect. Yeah. And there is also later in the game a a a mechanic where you can go like freely go in go back and forth between the human world and the spirit world. But it's it's all sort of it's more like set dressing more than it is actual like mechanical changing because they're effectively just like this is the path that you have to go through to get somewhere, and it turns out that this path goes from the human world to the spirit world and back multiple times. So, um, I say puzzling. It's not really puzzles all that much. It's just kind of spaces for you to move through for the story to happen around you. Um, and the story has some very unsettling things. Uh, like, there's pretty early on, like, a clear how do i say this it's not a clear depiction but it's you see a ghost in a bathroom and then 
you go into the bathroom and there's like a a tub filled with blood and you pull out the drain and then there's like a razor blade in it and so yeah and so it it's not actually like it, showing the right it, it makes clear at the there's like a disclaimer at the beginning that this game has graphic like portrayals of self-harm and 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 suicide in them um and so like it tells you that right up top and this is like one of the the very first things that you see once you get to neva so it's it's very dark and there's ugh, it's it's kind of it's kind of gross there's a there's a, a character like the part that i just got through where you learn the story about this guy um who was who was at the who was connected to thomas who seemed to have murdered thomas's child or possibly oh. did other things oh. um because it's of a, like childhood trauma it's really i don't know that the stuff that they're doing is handled with much delicacy yeah i was wondering my next question was do you feel like this is handled well or is it just kind of thrown in there no i mean it's not like, really thrown in there like it's not like a thing where a lot of a lot of when media will like depict stuff like the violence is kind of gratuitous and often not necessary but and that's not to say it's not not necessary in this game but it is like part of the core of the story is is these horrible people doing terrible things that lead that led to the kind of situation that is going on now um i mean maybe they could have chosen other horrible things for them to do um but there's still like a mystery that i'm trying to unravel it's uh like it's not so we'll see well yeah but it's it's also i like i say all that but also the the story i don't know that it's all that compelling um (laughs) like it's an interesting world and and it's fun to move around the kind of creepy spaces um and there is this monster that is chasing you that is really freaky Mm. um and so I like I having invested time into it kind of have this desire to know what comes next. Um but it's not this is put another way this is not a game that I would like buy. But it's <laughs> since it's on Game Pass it's a game that I am fine playing. I was I was listening to another podcast this past week. Um and I think that that was the exact same sentiment they shared was like this is something I'm glad I didn't buy, but it's also like nice to have. If yeah, I and there's it's not it. like it's not bad, um, and it's not. It's, but it's also not a thing that's gonna blow you away. And it's 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 a fine game that it, it's, um, like if if you play it and you're like, hey, this is something I'm interested in, then you can keep playing. Uh, one of the things about it that it's it's got this the the way it is presented is in kind of it's it's sort of like the old school resident evil where it's a fixed camera oh, yeah. in a space that you have to move around and then when you move like outside of that it'll change camera and it's i understand it because it allows them to like build suspense with shots and make stuff look more cinematic but it it is sometimes a a pain to control it's it's probably not as bad because it's not really tank controls like the old Resident Evil games, but it's uh it's still like a bit of a hassle. Even but there are parts where it's used effectively, but it's still like God, this camera. 
<laughs> I wish I could just see what is going on in this room without having to explore every single inch of it to 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 get an actual good perspective on what it looks like. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's the medium. I think it would probably benefit from me playing it on like a 4K TV with HDR just because um I bet some of the visuals would really pop. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'm going to send you home with Assassin's Creed Valhalla tonight. Mm. Um and hopefully I'll borrow if you aren't into it Hitman 3 cuz I want Yeah, fun story about that. I also tried to get back into Odyssey just because like I knew that eventually I was going to get Valhalla from you because we had talked about it before since you're just not you're like kind of done playing it. I can't. I've tried. I've tried to go back to it like five times. Yeah. And so and I can't even talk about it on the show. I mean, I'm talking about it now, but like every time I sit down, I'll play like 20, 30 minutes of it. I'm like, this it's is like, I don't so, want to play. Yeah. I can't do this. And so I knowing that I was eventually going to have Valhalla, I was like, well, I kind of I've heard that the the kind of story stuff that has to do with the the I can't even I've played it's been so long I can't even remember the 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 original like race of people the, pre- the precursors yeah um, I know that's what they're calling Jack and Daxter which is funny that's the same um, terminology but so I was like I had heard that they do some interesting stuff in the story and with the DLCs so I thought you know maybe I'll jump in this and and. I'll have a game that I can just waste time doing and, and try to find this cool stuff before I get to Valhalla. But it's just, I, I open up, like, I I can't do it. Um, it's it's a very hard game to get back into after after a long period of time because of the size of the world. Like, I like I had remembered where I was in the world because I remembered, like, the last thing I did in the island that I was on. But in my memory, the island I was in was a lot smaller than it was. And then I went to the actual thing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I like I remember the world being gigantic. And then I turned it back on, and it was even bigger than that. And I was like, Man, there's, there's just no way I can. And there's too, there's also too much going on. Like, there's so many systems in there like oh, with, yeah. with combat that you can't just, you can't just, like, intuitively figure stuff out it's not like assassin's creed 2 where you had and the x button to kill um oh yeah no that's it's there's so much like it's not we've talked about it ad nauseum it's not the same game that it used to be and so and it's frustrating because i i think i bought valhalla thinking i could talk myself into looking past that yeah and it just you know it didn't work (laughs) yeah it's we'll see like the so that i'm probably never going to experience that stuff maybe i'll look it up on youtube i so i looked up the stuff for valhalla it's fire yeah but i just you know what i got the same amount of fulfillment looking it up on youtube than playing 90 hours to get to it so (laughs) yeah and that's 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 just like that's kind of the annoying thing like i want to earn the stuff and like I've purchased the the DLC at some point um, from from Odyssey just because I like it was on sale the like the gold edition or whatever, yeah. um, and I was like you know maybe one day I'll go back into this and do this like and that's just it's never gonna happen just yeah. because there's I can't do it 
I can't do it with those games. So that was my, I didn't want to talk about it on the show, but I did. I tried. Um, and it's, it's so frustrating because it doesn't even have like, there are times where I think I get a little tired of playing Persona 5. But the issue is the character relationships keep me going. And then mm-hmm. by the time the character relationships are the thing that are not keeping me going, there's a new palace. Yeah. And so the frustrating thing with Assassin's Creed is that I'm not carrying over the stuff I'm doing with the Viking right. to the next game. And I also and, I also think that like if you have a background of playing JRPGs, you know what like you know how to play Persona 5. Right. The problem with like Assassin's Creed changes every single game and yes, they take it does. they they <laughs> they make systems that that worked and turned them into something else that you know might be good, but it's different. And so there's not really any intrinsic knowledge that you can just bring back to this game. You have to you have to like t- take a while and be like, "Okay, what is the all, what did all these buttons do? Like that's the first thing I did. Is I just kind of ran around and pressed the buttons just to try, try and figure out what it was I was doing. <laughs> I w- and then you open up the menu and there's a million quests and and you haven't even explored two thirds of the world. So it's like no, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I. It's not worth <laughs> my, my. I. I. <laughs> I think of my. I have a better. I have more self worth than it takes to play this game. Yeah. Um, to wrap it back around before the break, I do wish you were with me um, during the demo part of the. Because it, it never tells you what buttons are what and Balan. Mm-hmm. And so the exploratory phase of me pushing buttons and then subsequently finding <laughs> out that every button is jump uh. was qu- quite the comedic scene. Marianne at one point was like, are you sure you're not pushing the same button? And I'm like, no. I'm, this trigger is different than the button. Um, uh, but yeah, games. Video games are fun. They are fun. Um, Alright, so is that all you played? Yeah, that's it. Alright, so with that, we're going to go take a break and we'll be back with the news. And we're back. Hopefully during the break, you were looking at social media and going to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex the Sticks, uh, sharing the episode on your story or tagging a friend and letting them know we talked about something you found interesting. Um, hopefully all that was was what was happening. We appreciate it if that is what you're doing. Uh, the best way to get the show out there uh, and get us more listeners and for us to grow the show is for you to tell your friends and to invite them to be part of our community. Uh, we have the Discord that most of our listeners are in, and we hang out in there and talk about video game stuff. And um, sometimes we talk about wrestling and off-topic. And we have multiple channels, and it's good it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so, Seth, let's talk about the news. And we're not going to talk just about the vampire lady being nine foot six, um, even though that was officially confirmed by Capcom yep. on their Twitter, which then led to other gaming companies putting their characters up. I think Master Chief is like seven foot something. Mm-hmm. So there was some weird art of the vampire lady pinning him against the wall. It's, it was fun. 
I wonder who. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff. Um, great. Yeah. You love to see it. And impressive. She is taller than what people are estimating. Yeah. We we are talking last it, episode. That, of course, that includes her heels and hat. Yes. So it could be a very large hat. I did. I made a joke in the Discord that no one laughed at. Well, and it was too uh, bad. Karen was like, "That's a big hat," and I said, "Yes, it's made from the finest Italian she's ever met." Yeah, I got it. Because <laughs> she's a vampire. Yeah, because she's a vampire. Whatever. You have to explain a joke. It's not funny, but I I thought it was funny. Um, so vampire lady. We I guess she's Lady Dimitrescu. We no one knows. Yeah. Until um, we get an official someone pronouncing it, we'll never know. I am excited for that game though. I we talked a lot about Resident Evil 8 last, but uh, every time, man. That game looks fun. Um let's talk about a weird piece of news that came out this week. Um Adam Conover of Adam Ruins Everything. Um including his own show. I'm not a huge fan of the man himself. Uh he's kind of grating to me. Um but he revealed that back in the day he was with College Humor and they were working on a claymation Star Fox thing. Right. And that was around the same time that the Zelda rumors happened, the Legend of Zelda show rumors for Netflix. Right. And apparently uh he Con- basically confirmed that that well that it was canceled that it was in the works mm. it was canceled and then uh he said it was canceled because it leaked out and mm. also because of that nintendo canceled the Star Fox thing too supposedly yeah um now i i want to note that this all was around the same time also i think of when they decided to go with dreamworks and universal for mario right so why there has to be a bigger story here with why they it couldn't just be that it leaked out so they canceled it i don't know i could it seems like an entirely nintendo thing to do yeah i so the other thing i was listening to um ign does a nintendo podcast that i listen to and um, Per Schneider, who's like one of the lead guys at IGN, was mm-hmm. saying that um, the Metroid movie, there was a Metroid movie in the works with John Woo or John Chu. I can't hmm. remember. That was, he was going to be the director. And this was back in the mid 2000s, like 2010 around then. Um, and that eventually what led to that movie getting canceled was that the script writers kept coming back to Nintendo and like, Hey, we've got to give more meat to the story of Samus. We can't just have Samus be the cipher. Mm. Like that's not how you make a movie. Right. And eventually Nintendo told them, all right, well then don't make the movie. And then they canceled it. Yeah. So that's why I like, that's why I think that this is a thing Nintendo would do. It's because they're super protective of their IP and like the way it is portrayed not right. just on screen but also like in the news um and so i could see like the executives who were in talks to do this stuff and then word leaks out one of the things i read is that nintendo like the the news had to have leaked out from inside of netflix yeah um and so i could see that 
uh, Nintendo being like, look, you obviously don't care about this IP in the way that we do, so we're right. just going to kind of move on from this. Um, if we can't trust you to keep this secret, right, what yeah. else can we, yeah. Which is too bad, because I think um, a, a, Netflix, a Zelda Netflix show would have been cool. You wrote you wrote like this yeah, full outline for it. Back I, I, in the day. I remember. I was oh. super. I was super pumped about it. Um, yeah. But now we'll never see. Maybe one day down the line, um, if they ever become a little bit more lenient, or maybe if the Mario thing is super. Um, I mean, it's going to be super. Uh, Fake. So yeah, it's going to be very large. So maybe after that, they'll be like, okay. I mean, so maybe this is a good idea. My other theory is that it's possible that Universal is working on something already. Yeah, because the like the whole thing is they they chose Universal and they trust them with Mario. Mm-hmm. The theme park is ready. Like you know, what I mean, um, it's gonna come. Like there's gonna be American in Hollywood and Orlando versions. Right. Um. So maybe just Universal also has kind of taken all of that stuff under their wing, theoretically. We'll see. I guess so. They're not like... There's no, like, rumors or nothing. Yeah, but... and they're also not... I don't know that they would be who I would be trusting that stuff with to make good adaptations of it. As If they're still interested in, in like, the show type thing. Yeah. Um. Which I think is probably, uh, to the guy's point about Metroid, I think you could you could have Samus as more of a cipher in a in a show that rather oh, than yeah. it being very Mandalorian. So, yeah, so I think that a lot of Nintendo IPs would probably work better uh, on the small screen, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope it's something that they they go after in the future because i would love to see the way that they um adapt these worlds into the kind of original things yeah i wonder what that claymation star fox thing would have looked like coming out of college humor Mm. that would have been i bet it so i mean nintendo had that puppet thing that they did with star fox on the 3ds well yeah i mean it was so I remember when like they were announcing when Star Fox Zero was coming out, they like they the way they revealed it was in this big kind of puppet thing. So I think um that's and that was humorous and I think that's kind of the idea that they were going for with that. So um I think there was a template of what you could expect from that Star Star Fox thing. Like it would have been it made sense to go with college humor because it would have been comedic. Yeah. You know, we'll never know. The closest we'll get is that at least for now, is that IGN fake April Fool's trailer. They yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, remember that. Yeah. That's rough. April Fool's isn't like that anymore. It's not. And I, I'm glad for it. Like yeah. that's, we're, we're better off. Um, that was some real production dollars put into that trailer. Holy moly. They should start um, doing those and just releasing them every other day of the year. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Um. Let's see. Let's talk about, uh, real quick, MLB The Show 21 has been confirmed as cross-platform. So there's, it's very weird to see an Xbox game with PlayStation Studios on the front 
yeah. of the cover. I mean, there are Nintendo games with Xbox, uh, Xbox yeah. Studios. So, but the I think that I I figure that relationship would happen before, like yeah. The this one it's it's a bit different when it's PlayStation and Xbox, right? Especially PlayStation giving a game to Xbox, yeah. Um, you know when their whole thing is exclusive, yeah. It's, but it's, but it's baseball, funny. baby, baseball builds bridges. I guess, yeah. you know, it's about time. I'm very, I'm I'm in a baseball renaissance of my life. I've been watching a lot more. Um, you know, go Rays made it to the world series the second year i care about baseball is pretty great <laughs> now the team is falling apart and we don't really know what we're doing it's it worked for us last year so um but i'm excited to you know this game is going to sing on the ps5 mm-hmm. like mlb the show has always looked yeah it's a really phenomenal. good good looking game um so it's gonna be exciting uh i don't know when the show is coming out um but it's going to come to both consoles day one. And so that's pretty cool. Uh, and other sports-related news, since we're in the sports corner. Um, EA Sports College Football is returning. Big, so big news. it's returning, but also it's going to be different because there's oh, no yeah. NCAA branding. Yes. Um, and apparently all, all of the rosters... Uh, of teams will be randomly generated so as like all like the names and the positions and the ratings so as not to uh infringe on uh actual people's uh likenesses so they don't have to pay them um yes yeah, so it's although they did infringe on them but so and i will give them credit because they basically they came out and said that they are um, they're basically waiting to see like what comes of the the CIC thing that uh that was recently like has been passed into law, and they're still trying to wait to see how that's going to affect actual college athletics uh, and how players will be able to kind of make money off their own likenesses. And so they they said that like look once that's once that once we figure out what's going to happen, we have the ability. We've set it up so we can put those players into the game and compensate them. Now, now, real quick for those at home who might not fully know, college football play, college athletes are not paid to play technically, uh, and they're not allowed to make money off their likeness or their name. So they can't like sell autographs like other people, right? Stuff they have like to that. maintain their amateur status in yes. order to play college football. So the thing is, there is a the CIC, which is this bill that's getting that's I I can't remember what step it's in, um, but it is. It's been. Let me look it up. I'm pretty sure, like in Florida, it's been passed. Yes, in in multiple states individually it's been passed but not all it's not federally across the nation um so essentially this will make it to where players can make money and get compensated for providing their likeness name stats that's one of the big things about the previous ncaa game games was that they were not allowed to make money and that's ended up kind of what killed it before if i'm not mistaken seth yeah Um, so what happened was there was one player 
who sued EA Sports for using his likeness in one of the NCAA games. And so they basically, after that, they decided not to continue making them anymore. Yeah. Um, so this game, apparently, like you said earlier, all major colleges except for Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Like they, Since they're not working through the NCAA, they basically have to make licensing agreements with all of the individual colleges. And it seems like they're going to have pretty much all of the major colleges, except for Notre Dame at this time. I mean, because who... What college isn't going to want to have them? Yeah, like in I, the I'm game? sure they're all going to end up being in there. Yeah, and they are. They already have like licensing deals with certain colleges that appear in the Madden games. Right, exactly. Um, and so it's exciting. The now they now granted in some of the press release stuff, um, it is two to three years away. Uh, they they are going to have to probably rescan a bunch of the old stadium, bunch of the stadiums and stuff like that to get higher resolution scans to build them and everything and yeah so uh it's it's i don't know where i got cic from it's actually the nil that's that's the name of the <laughs> so I, I you're think, googling the wrong thing it, no so i think the i think i saw that that's whatever they were the kind of go between they were using to get these like licensing deals uh, I think it's the CIC or something like that. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's acronyms. They're hard to remember. N- name, image, likeness. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Gotta, I, I want the players to get paid for their, you know, their talent. Yeah, and, um, and, and we want the game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. So, let's, let's push this process along, people. Yes. I mean. But the, the other thing is, like, this will for sure have a. There will be people out there who will recreate rosters and upload them for, oh, yeah. for you to for you to download. So there it's not people... like, it's not like you're going to have to play with completely randomized players. I mean, shout out to uh, my boss's college football. He does a fantasy football mm-hmm. website, CFB Dynasty, um, but. He does a report on it every year. There's still people updating NCAA 14 with the rosters every year, mm-hmm. uh, which is insane. Uh, people, and you have to play that game on a 360. So yeah. people still have a 360 that yeah. they use for. I mean, I know someone personally who has a 360 and that game just for <laughs> just to do that. Yeah, it's it's a it's certainly a a, a community that is ready strong. who wants it who wants this game this game is gonna sell buku oh yeah it's gonna make a lot and oh. they just announced it with a tweet yeah like not even big fanfare yeah it was just it's coming back yep well i feel like if i remember it was it ea that announced it like it seemed like someone else like posted a report that it was coming. I didn't see anything okay. except for when you posted the tweet. Yeah, in the Discord. Because I, I feel like I saw other people reporting on it, and then EA Sports. Oh, dropped, really? Dropped the, so the I, tweet. So, I had missed all that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know which which way it was. It may have been the other way around. And that EA Sports is just like out of nowhere. Hey, we're doing this. We just we love college football. Yeah. So we're gonna we're sorry, like, <laughs> but this is a big deal. Also, a cool thing. EA, this game is being developed at EA Tiburon in Orlando, Ooh. where I've been multiple times. Um, and it is like 
this is a cool thing for me is that a large like a a a not insignificant number of developers there are graduates of UCF's uh, game design program. Oh, so wow. Go Knights. Yeah. You may I... you may hate us, but if you like the college football game, <laughs> you have no choice but to stand. <laughs> and you know that they're going to put that national championship banner in the yes, in the game. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah. It's a uh, man. It's exciting. Um just please make it as fast as possible. And um, it is, it's already confirmed, I'm hearing, that uh, QB Vision is going to be no, implemented. No, QB Vision is <laughs> terrible. Ugh. I love it. Um, all right, so let's get through the other news. Um, don't expect Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 this year, says Blizzard. Yeah, and a, uh, and a what was it, like a earnings call or something. They said yeah. those are coming out. Not this year. Um, and I had totally forgot about Overwatch 2 specifically. Oh, yeah. Until this. So. Yeah. And I had almost basically forgotten about Diablo 4. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Those. I mean, they'll be on my radar when they come out, maybe. But. Um, Overwatch, please. Blizzard. Uh, may, let me be able. Let me be able to buy a skin that I want. <laughs> Even if it's as expensive as a Fortnite skin. You'll I would do it rather if you could spe- buy them. I would rather spend fifteen dollars on a specific skin than pay five dollars for a booster pack that I'm not going to get the skin in. Yep. So please, but they're not going to do that because then they would make less money. I don't think so. There are people that would buy whole collections. They dropped Snake Eyes, a GI Joe skin in Fortnite the other day. I threw fifteen down quick. Yeah, but but the like thing that. is. Like those packs, there's so much more other cosmetic stuff that are going to end up in those packs than so if like well yeah because you're going to get stupid sprays and right you're get, and oh, so yeah people will people who want these skins will spend so much more on packs to get the skins than they would than they could like sell the individual skins for. I know. I, uh... It's terrible, and it's like predatory thank you fortnite for not being that way i mean yeah apex also you apex can, is also apex like is that. like multiple different currencies which you can use to buy individual items and it's fantastic um even though they do lock some stuff behind boxes which is frustrating um I don't, they have so they have like in they'll have like two week events that have unique skins that you have to pay to get stuff yeah. which is and and you for them but even those you can just straight up buy with currency i don't know if that's or at least one of the, the lost treasures event like a year ago i was super into so i think they ha- i think they have tweaked that model okay, okay, at, okay. like with each so one of the things um they like they announced that there's going to be a new collection event, like a two-year anniversary collection event in a couple weeks. And they're actually, for the first time, I think, of them doing these collection events, they're going to offer, like, two free loot boxes to just regular players. Presumably that you get through gameplay. So you can actually, for the first time, get some of these unique things uh, without having to pay for them. So I think they're constantly trying to find that sort of sweet spot of what 
how can we price this stuff but also make it not like terrible for the for the consumer yeah thank you fortnite for doing the one thing right uh yeah hey at least it's better than rocket league where you unlock a blueprint for a car in a booster pack and then maybe that booster pack costed you money but you also have to pay to unlock the blueprint vehicle yeah which is silly it's dumb yeah (sighs) um Okay, oh, so to talk gosh. a little bit about Apex, March 9th, the Switch version is coming. Yep. Um, we already talked about the two-year anniversary event. Everything's red and gold. Uh, looks, I wonder why. Uh, yeah, I don't know why either. Um, I couldn't... Yeah, I was, I was trying to think <laughs> of... Maybe there's like a... Yeah, I, I just don't know. It's, I guess it's just a choice they made to make everything red and gold. Yeah, I mean, it looks fine. Everyone kind of looks like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> so... Looks like Tony Stark came in and just designed all their suits for them. Um, do you ever think there will be a third-party crossover with Apex? I've been wondering I don't that. think so. No? I think they're going to keep it, like, original. Okay. And again, I've, I think we've talked about this. If they did, I would, I would, not, I would dislike it. <laughs> I don't think that they should. I'm, I'm not saying, like, a champ. I'm saying, like... Yeah, but, you know, like, like, skins yeah. that evoke other things. Yeah, I don't... I don't think so. Like, if they want to make in, like, put tiny references in the maps, like, that's fine. And I think they do that. Um, but I don't, I don't want something that is very obviously, oh, hey, look, this is not Spider-Man. It's <laughs> Arachno, Arachno person. boy. Arachno boy. Wink, wink. It's like, I know. Um. I don't, I don't want that. Let's see. The last uh, two pieces of news I have. Um, Sonic is getting a new show on Netflix in next year called right. Sonic Prime. Yep. And they canned the longtime voice actor of Sonic. Yeah. That was a bummer. Yeah. Did not like that. Um, These, uh, he, I'm pretty sure that... So... He's a longtime voice actor for Sonic, but I'm pretty sure he's different than the one who was in Sonic Adventure. So it's not even the one that I like remember the <laughs> voice of. He was good in Sonic Boom. That show is good. Go watch it if you have not. It's strange, but it's good. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer that they got rid of him, but they are trying to create a new thing. So I, I understand yeah. where they're doing this. Um, also, you can get uh the first sonic lego set it's coming uh yeah green hill zone robotnik looks real cool lego sonic looks neat yeah this got um announced today yeah and the way this happened is lego has this cool thing like called the lego ideas program where basically people can go online and submit mock-ups of or they're probably even things that people have built yeah like hey here's this thing I think you should make a set of it. And this is how this one got approved. It's it was like a user created set um that they that got nominated and and voted on and, and I guess they went through the process of licensing that stuff. And so here we are. Um of note, two of the things that are also up there's like there's a Metroid mm-hmm. um set and a Legend of Zelda set. I doubt that either of those 
even if they get like voted on, there's no way. Yeah. Just because like the amount of fanfare that that went into Nintendo finally making like Lego Mario, um, I can't imagine that they'll just be like, oh yeah, you can just make yeah. these two small sets for these two gigantic properties that we own. I I don't want to let it go by though. I'm pretty sure that the Lego Sonic is just the Lego Sonic from the Lego Dimensions game. Huh. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, He looks very similar. So um, there's already been a sort of Lego Sonic. Yeah, I bet bet that probably made it a lot easier for them to... Yeah, because they have relations. Right, yeah. Makes sense. That game didn't last very long. It did not. But it had a lot of cool properties with it. That was um, like, that was doing Fortnite stuff before Fortnite was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there was Ghostbusters, Sonic, like everything was in there. Um, I say as I run around the Fortnite they Islanders. They should have just turned that into, if they had turned that into a Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> with all those characters, like, already baked into it, shoot. Yeah. That would still be going on, I think. People, if you, if you could buy a model of one of those characters in real life and use that to unlock the skin in the game, would you do it? Yeah, because some of them look real good. Yeah, like and so the, I think like it's the problem is they. You know, you know that's crazy. That's what Disney is doing. So the this is this is gonna sound crazy. So Disney Infinity, you remember that, right? Right. There is a line of toys that you see on the shelves at Disney occasionally called the Disney Toy Box series. Right. And it's just the Disney Infinity models as a toy. <laughs> so they're just reworked. That's funny. Um, on, Chris and Andrea, I got her as a, for her birthday the Boba Fett and the Slave One. And it's just what would have been in Disney Infinity. Huh. Um yeah, I'll have to show you pictures. I'll post them in the Discord, but it's very amusing to see these things and like kids that don't know yeah. what Disney Infinity was. Even though, to be fair, man, Disney Infinity was really ambitious and really neat. And Toys to Life is just a hard game to do. Yeah, um, and it came it came right, at a bad It time. came basically after that craze yeah. had died down. And like if it, if it had come earlier it probably would have been a lot more successful and Same it came with, with lego con- dimensions it came with the console jump too which yep. was part of the issue it like came out right when there was a transition yeah and so when you have to make double the game like it, it was rough um but yeah toys to life <laughs> but i'm saying if if there was there would be if lego dimension had been a br at the time i don't think it would have caught on because brs weren't a thing yet um, but I think it's just I think there's a a hypothetical world where Lego created creates what Fortnite is. I mean, the building is already baked in mechanic of Lego, exactly. yeah, yeah, and they already have all those properties in the game. And, and now maybe because one other thing about Fortnite is the kind of slow rollout of the things and the anticipation of the new skin. So maybe having all of them in at once wouldn't be that effective. But, you know, also, a Lego Battle Royale would be super fun. Yeah. Just like a fully destroyable world because everything is made of Lego. 
Now, I do want to note, I think we're probably not too far away from having a Lego person in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, at uh, least with the Lego head or something. That's true. Like know. Lego Jonesy. They, um, man. Yeah, Snake Eyes, they, they've, they've had a weird season. Uh, seemingly built purposefully to have, say, like, it's all around bounty hunters and stuff. Yeah. Samus would fit perfect, but we'll see. it's just not going to happen. I don't see it. Yeah, it seemed like... There was a window where for a Nintendo character to get in, and that has kind of passed now. Yeah. So it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But All right. Um, is there any other news that you wanted to bring up, Sith? I don't think so. Um, all right, cool. So hope, join the Discord. I'll send some pictures. Uh, if you don't know what Disney Infinity was, then I'd feel bad for you because it was really neat. Um, but, you know... It's a cool thing, and um, just a quick check-in to the countdown. We are almost an exact month away until Nintendo kills Mario. Oh, so Can't we're, wait. <laughs> we're a month away, uh, almost. Um, so with that... And replace uh, him with Wario and all of the... All the <laughs> keep your, <laughs> eyes, keep your eyes on the clock and the calendar, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.